So, are you ready to read this? I'm always ready to read this. Good, because I'm not ready. Just so you guys know, if you haven't read the title yet, we're reading My Inner Life, which is... <laughs> if you don't know this one, I'm not going to give any spoilers. It's a Legend of Zelda fanfiction. <laughs> it goes on forever. <laughs> and it hurts me to read it sometimes. I, I mean, I've never, like, read it, read it. I've only listened to it. and Oh, I've read it, read it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still one of those things that's fresh in our minds. <laughs> and it's painful. For this one, we're just going to be going paragraph by paragraph because the chapters can go on for a long-ass time. But we just have to start with the author's note because the author's note is a solid, like, 10 out of 10. It's kind of a... <laughs> it's a prelude to what you're going to be expecting in this. Right. And even the author's note goes on and on. It never for, ends. For like a while. The author's note is its own story. So the one I found, it's a rehost, and in the... Oh god, that's funny. In the, um, like, in the little area where it says, like, what genre it is, it says horror. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's at least on the one that I'm reading from. <laughs> yeah, I see that too. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Author's notes. Hello. Thanks for choosing to read my story. As you might know, I have become a major Zelda fan in the last year. Ever since I played Ocarina of Time, I have grown a fond interest in Link. I started to notice that after I got really into it, I found that I have a strange gift. A gift to lucid dream. I started having dreams about Hyrule and about Link. In a lucid dream, you can control your dreams. The dreams become very real, kind of like a second life. And almost every night, I would have another, starting from where the last left off. Well, I'm starting from where the last left off. Even to this day, I still have a stroke over there. Maybe. Even to this day, I still have them. I find that they help me get through life. I know this may sound queer, but for me, the dreams sure help me out. I have shared the story with many others. Let me start that again. I have shared the story with many other people, and so far, all have liked it. I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> now, as you read this, it is told from my perspective or first-person view. Like, we don't know that. Rip. Um, I know this is kind of early on for commenting and stuff, but lucid dreams, you don't necessarily control everything. Like, you can kind of have a say in what goes on. Like, um... You have to be pretty good. You have to be pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Um, in high school, my psychology teacher, he said that when he was in college, he knew a guy who could lucid dream, and the dude was way into D&D &D and all that stuff, so he had some interesting dreams. Huh. But I want to say, like, in some of the dreams I've had, the thing is you don't need to have a lucid dream to have a dream that continues. No, you Because I swear I have had, like, dreams where... I will recognize the same location, but something else is going on, and it's never, like, an actual location in reality. It's, like, something made up. And okay, that is I don't weird. know some of these, uh, 
acronyms, so... Uh... You will find that it is very detailed, since I remember it all very clearly to this day. The story takes place after Ocarina of Time. Nothing after that ever happens. No Majora's Mask. No, what's this one? Link to the Past. No Link to the Past, or even Oracle of Ages and Seasons. And there is no love relation between Link and Zelda, Link and Rudo, Link and Malone, or Link and Saria. Malin. Malin, thank you. Sorry about that. It's okay. Because of my feelings about Link, the person that he gets involved with in this story is myself, or actually is my persona. A persona is for those of you who need to know, a representation of one's personality or in dictionary terms is persona, noun, in biology, same as person. So for all of you future readers, this story is based on Jenna, a character that is a representation of my personality. So author insert. Just a really convoluted way to say author insert. I just want to point this out, like, I feel like a lot of people have said this, but there is, like, no real timeline with Legend of Zelda. Like, every, like, story, every game is supposed to, like, take place in a different time without it being, like, this. it's, like, the same people, but, like, they're not the same at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, the only one that I've heard that potentially might have a linkage to each other, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> is um, uh, possibly Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. But I will also, like, I want to point this out as well. Um, uh, with all of these, Link has only ever shown, like, a real interest in kind of having a crush on Zelda. Uh, Link and Ruto. Ruto, like kind of says like I'm gonna marry him and then Malin ends up getting a crush on him and then Saria was like a childhood friend who again kind of like oh it feels like a crush but not a crush so she's just like a jealous bitch basically Jenna's just a jealous bitch yeah I figured pretty much it's like (laughs) she's just a jealous bitch but if you think this might be too queer then you shouldn't read this This is not the type of story for those of you that dislike or cannot handle such material as the context of this story. (laughs) But if you seriously believe you can handle the content of this story, then read on. If you're squeamish about sex, then you should not read this, since the story is a real lemon, (laughs) and there's a lot of that heavily detailed between Link and I, that is, especially during the bonding ceremony. There's also some blood content and strong adult language, so if that's too much, then you should turn back now. Frickin' haunted house. No, I have not finished it as of yet. I have to catch up. Since the last dream I had was just after Link and I had the blessing ceremony for our twins, our third and fourth kids. Right now, there is about 100 to 150 pages worth. (laughs) Oh, rip. I'm expecting it to reach at least 300 to 350, probably even more. I will try to update as often as possible. I hope that some of you like this. I do not mind sharing it. But please understand that this is very precious to me, 
as well as Link. So, like I said, if the content of this story sounds too queer to you, turn back now. But to all who wish to continue, happy reading. Thanks. Link's Queen. Link's Queen. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the author of this story, obviously. obviously. Um, that has to be it. I'm oh. trying not to yell too loud now, because okay. I have headphones on. Okay. <laughs> Rated R for strong language, sex, violence, and blood content. Even though that's not how the rating system on any of these sites go, it's like M for mature. Yeah, like you have to get pretty mature to get the M. Yeah. Again, as a final warning, this story contains heavy sex and adult language, <laughs> talks about my personal encounter with Link, the story is based on dreams, dreams about my life with him. If you find the content of the story to be offensive, queer, or plain off the wall, then do not read on. I have gotten way too many flames about the content of this story when I have placed several warnings. I will not accept any more flames, ramblings, cussing, or excessive lashing out about the ch character Jenna, or reviews about the content of this story, excessive lashing out, vicious attacks against my personality, or non-mature constructive criticism. Any reviews submitted that do not follow the above guideline will be deleted immediately. These warnings are not there to look pretty. The authors place warnings for a reason. It is to tell you that tell you what the content of the story is so that if the reader finds the content of the story offensive, they will not read on. Many authors have been complaining about unwanted, excessive, violent, and just plain nasty reviews that have been submitted by readers about their story, causing fanfiction to grant authors the ability to delete unwanted reviews and block certain readers. I will say this for myself and for all authors on fanfiction, no author twists your arm or holds you at gunpoint or forces you in any way or shape or form to read their stories. All readers have the right not to read a certain story. It is your responsibility to read the warnings and decide for yourself if the content of the story is offensive to you and to make the choice to read on or not. It is also the reader's responsibility to take responsibility on how they handle themselves. Well themselves when leaving a review for an author. Leaving a review that is violent in nature only makes you, the reader, look bad and is very immature. If all of us here are supposed to be adults, well then, let's conduct a conductive ourselves like adults and not like little kids. I only expect the violent lashing out and vicious attacks to come from teenagers, not adults. If you're, you people are really are adults that is con that are conducting yourselves in the manners I described <laughs> above, you really, really are, sc you people really are scaring me. <laughs> um, that's in all caps, too. Yeah. Oh, that's why I was talking like that. That kind of hurt. <laughs> also, we're reading this because we do want to. We don't like it. We like torturing ourselves, but it's like we're reading this for content and... Sorry, my stomach just grumbled like really Oh yeah, that happens. I got that on audio. It caught... Oh god. I, um... I will keep saying this from like the beginning. It's like I don't like this author because... Oh, our food's on its way. Oh, it's four minutes away. Oh, geez. Oh, dang, it's coming earlier. Well, the latest was like 2.15. Um, 
I don't like this author, not because, I don't know, it's just like... This author is just so fucking annoying. Like, I'll just put that out there right now. They're annoying and they think way too highly of themselves in the sense of like... They just... It's like... I don't, I don't even know if, like, I can describe why it's annoying, but, like, you said, um... She's, she really thinks highly of herself and of her writing when I literally just read over, like, what, how many errors, like, the thing is, like, I've read stuff online where it's, like, it's really good, but there are some spelling errors here and there, and I get over that just because, like, I still like the content of the story. Yeah, uh... With this one, and I mean, um, there's there's good adult content out there where it's like not it written in this annoying, you know, yeah. way that we're describing. But you know, this is not the podcast to come to if you want to hear good content. <laughs> Pretty much, you're here because we're <laughs> suffering through this, and I hope you like listening to us at this point. And, yeah. All right, we're still going in all caps. It's a damn shame to know that there are adults out there who cannot conduct themselves in the simplest manners their parents have taught them. Also, leaving malicious reviews is also a sign of low self-esteem. If all you people know how to do is attack someone viciously, it's a sign of selfishness and no respect for oneself. I suggest to all readers who are thinking about leaving a malicious review for me, please get a hobby and learn to control your anger, because you're only hurting yourself, not me. Also, leaving a nasty review only makes you look stupid, not me. You know what makes you look stupid? Responding to it. <laughs> I find it very ridiculous that I had to leave a warning this long, but it's because of the very immature readers that have submitted nasty childish reviews. Again, please read the above context before reading on. Furthermore, I have realized that this story needs some heavy grammar corrections, and that the plot needs some work. Also, under the advisement of my friend, who had just recently completed two literature classes, has stated the reasons why people had classified Jenna as a Mary Sue care and labeled her as flat. She has come to the conclusion that most people do not know or understand Jenna's history, so she has advised me to create an origin story to explain about her history before she met Link. <laughs> that way she'll become more rounded and give people a reason to care about her. It was never my intentions to create Jenna as a Mary Sue care or to make her conceited because I'm not really like that. Jenna is a persona care, one that resembles my personality while this story is being told from her perspective. This story is not something that I pulled out of my head like my drawings. It came from my dreams. Good lord. <laughs> so I understand that revising this story is going to be hard work and will take time. 
since this story is being told in the exact or close to the exact order that it happened <laughs> or close to exact order it happened in the dreams changing how fast Link and Jenna Berry isn't going to be easy even changing how fast they have sex this story <laughs> what uh, even changing how fast they have sex and revising the lemon parts also won't be easy to do, but I'm currently in the process of revising this story. Also, I have received a college grammar book from my friend, and I will be investing in a beta reader. I'm also considering taking literature classes at JC to help boost my writing skills. But now I say this. If you people, the reviewers, really have the intentions to help me, then please do it positively and like a mature adult. I'm telling you that it is a proven fact that negative motivation never motivates someone to change. <laughs> it never has and it never will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your parents have taught you that people only respond to positive motivation and not negative. <laughs> what crack is she on? <laughs> Please. Also, um, isn't a literature class just talking about literatures like Dante's Inferno? Um, Usually. I... Uh, usually like or like about Lady Bovary context of yeah. literature too Beowulf yeah doesn't really teach you how to write that's more of what a writing class is for yeah so but even then like they don't really teach you how to write yeah they just tell you that's like multiple years and multiple classes of stuff yeah you know cause we didn't we didn't really have I mean, I remember our script writing class and... Well, yeah, but that was more about formatting. That wasn't really about, like... Actually writing a story. Yeah. We never really did have any, like, here's how you write a fucking story. That's except for, um, just kind of the whole, like, the thing that we've learned since high school. The whole, like, yeah. the start, surprising action, climax, falling action, and... Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the types there are, like, the hero's journey and the whole, like, man versus nature, man versus society. Well, man. that's, like, an important thing of, like, everything. I don't think that's just a thing of literature. It's, it's an important thing for, like, I mean, writing a story. Yeah. And I will say this, like, now that I really think about it from, like, this, again, I'm, I might be getting ahead of myself, but... This story doesn't really fit any of those. There's no real conflict that happens. It's just a slice of life sort of writing. But even in a slice of life sort of writing, there's some a minor conflict. Like there, it's more of a social conflict that occurs. Yeah. But nothing, as you will see, nothing ever really goes wrong. And when she tries to make something go wrong, it it's very flat. Yeah. And not interesting. <laughs> or it's just like, why did you Or she fixes it right away. Or she just time skips. Yeah. Or 
There's no real conflict. Yeah. That is probably the main reason why this is boring. I mean, at least in, um, eventually we'll get to my immortal. At least in that, there's like some sort of conflict. <laughs> there's so much conflict. There's so much in conflict. At least there's conflict. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Point to my immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd see that. Ten points to Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's having a crunch. I can crunch, hear crunch. it. <laughs> Is it a good crunch? It's a good crunch. Good crunch. Good crunch. Okay. I'm gonna wait for him to stop crunching. <laughs> He's a hungry boy. He's a hungry boy. Really, Barry, right now? Now is the time you decide to do this. We love you, but... It's like that, uh... <laughs> I have it on my Tumblr, where it's like the dingo eating the shark while the snakes are fucking in the foreground and they photoshopped under the, the person. So it's like really right in front of my snake or right in front of my shark. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, that's just what I thought of right there. Gosh. I'm not close-minded. I never have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been open to other people's thoughts and opinions. Uh huh. It's when it's done in an inappropriate manner that I turn my nose at it and look away. Uh huh. Yeah. You totally looked away from all those comments. Yeah, because, you know, we're still not going. I mean, we're still not in the story. No, we're not. This is still the author's note. Fuck me. People have to understand that when you're an adult, you need to conduct yourself like one and learn how to address other people like one. Haven't... Has she actually interacted with many other adults? Has she worked in retail? I, I don't have, think so. I have, I work in retail, and I have, like, met too many people well, that are adults. Do. <laughs> we both work in retail. <laughs> I deal with more customers, though. That's true. And I have, like, dealt with more adults that act like fucking two-year-olds. Than anything, and then I've met kids that are really respectful. Then I've met kids who aren't respectful, and then the adults that handle them are just like they don't give two shits if they mess up my store. I think you're at you cannot act. Yeah, I see that. Okay. You cannot just act childish. You cannot just act childish. When you come across something that you do not approve of, you're only making yourself look bad and that can affect you later on in life. <laughs> Acting childish. <laughs> like, I don't know, writing how many paragraphs and ranting about Oops. how you don't like... Turn my screen. Oof. I mean, how many paragraphs have she written about like not liking oh, these reviews? Fuck, I don't know. Too many. Acting childish and ranting and raving is something I'd expect a little kid would do when he doesn't get his way. Like, someone who is facing the ordeal of people not liking their story. 
mind blown. When an adult acts childish over stupid things, that's looked down upon and considered to be unhealthy. Like someone who's ranting about a fan fiction about a fictional character on a website where we really don't give sh two shits about who's who and all that. <laughs> God, it's just going to take us this entire session to read the fucking author's note. It is. <laughs> It is only making them look stupid, and it is very unhealthy. Didn't you already say that? This is or like the same it? point reiterated, just over and over again. She keeps saying- So it's kind of like- She's like a child. Hold- This whole thing is pretty much just repeating the same thing. Yeah. I've seen far too many reviews left for me where the reviewers are just ranting and raving like little kids over the story because they do not like it. It is only making them look stupid and very unhealthy. I fear these people have some serious emotional problems if they get upset over a story. People in control of their emotions have also obtained some sort of common sense. Never let little things get them all riled up. Bitch, you just typed in caps for like two fucking paragraphs. Like, don't don't lecture us about being riled up. Yeah. It is very sad when one that is supposed to be an adult cannot handle them like one. Gee. Insert everything I've been saying before this, just making the same point like you are. <laughs> I was never angry with the reviewers not liking the story. Bitch, please. You are totally angry. You earlier stated that this story is precious to you. Yeah. She also said no flames, which is like any sort of negative review. The thing is, like, yeah, actually a lot of authors do consider, like, if it's, like, negative, like, oh, I don't really like this point, they consider it a flame sometimes. Exactly. It's like... So it's like, what do you consider a flame and what do you not consider a flame? What, Jesus Christ. What do you consider the proper criticism or not? I don't know. It's how they handled themselves when leaving me the reviews. Getting riled up, ranting and raving, screaming, spinning nails over the story it is what has caused me to get upset. Not the fact that they didn't like it. I feel like it's both, because, okay, regardless of anything, like, I'm an adult, I'm a mature writer, I write things, I can get a little bit defensive if someone doesn't like my stuff, but at the same time... I think we all do. We all do. Yeah. We all get a little bit defensive sometimes, but in the end it's like, okay, yeah, I see your point, I'll change this. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's just, like, certain things that we can't change, like how when we did the red, which we can talk about now, no. but... Yeah. Um, how when we did the red, everyone was really surprised that we didn't have a hero cup or good citizen with a gun, because it just wouldn't make sense to the fucking story. <laughs> I like this next paragraph that I'm gonna read. <laughs> Okay. Also, as a side note, I never physically hurt anyone with this story. Like, was she going around, like, fucking beating people with the manuscript? <laughs> Stop telling me my story sucks! I feel like she, like, printed off all the words on her story, cut them up, put them on a baseball pad, that, and went around. <laughs> I got one reviewer that said, oh god, please stop writing, you're hurting everyone. Wrong, you're. <laughs> now I want to know where I physically touched that person. Their penis. <laughs> I want to know 
how I'm twisting anyone's arms to read this. Like, twisting both their arms. <laughs> Hold on, wait. I want to just point out, like, again, we haven't gotten to this part yet, but there are some parts that have hurt me. Just reading it. I know. It's, it's brutal. It is. It's like, so physically, really... emotionally, <laughs> mentally so brutal. She's really hurt people over this. It's like... <laughs> I know, it's like, we don't have to read it, but it's like, we're reading it because podcast, listening to it because I like listening to funny commentary sometimes. I have never done anything of the sort in any way, shape, or form, and I do not appreciate being accused of that. If you're emotionally hurt over this, it's your fault, not mine. What? Is this? Did How's... Donald Trump write this? I feel like he did. <laughs> oh my god, we solved the case. This is Donald Trump talking about how much he loves Link. But no, like, how is it our fault if we're emotionally hurt over this? Like, um, an example, like, for some of the stuff that happens here, I can see where someone could get triggered. Like, really triggered. And so it's that person's fault for getting triggered. <laughs> versus the author writing something triggering. I'm so sorry, I'll... Actually, I'm not sorry for the Donald Trump supporters that will listen to this. I either. Well, I don't think they'd even be listening to this, because... Just uh, in case. Just in case, but I doubt it. Just in case, please know that we are really not sorry. Why not? I'm sorry if it did, but I have placed several warnings describing the content of this story and if you know what it contains and you do not like this type of material, then why are you reading it? Okay, you say nothing about the piss drinking in here. No, you do Sorry, this is a spoiler. <laughs> but this happens. It does. It does. And I don't want to so, talk about it. You know what? Trigger warning. There's piss drinking in here. There's blood drinking in here. There's tiger sex in here. Which we happen to find a great sound effect for, which I'm very excited to use. I'm I'm not saying this is a spoiler. This is just warnings. If you're if you're very much like disgusted by that stuff, maybe maybe give this story in particular um, a skip. Or we can put warnings too. Definitely a put a chapter. Oh yeah, in the particular like part where we know it's going to be, we can put a thing in there. Yeah. Uh, she's still going. I do not appreciate getting accused for other people's actions. It is your choice as a reader to read the content of this story. It is not my fault if it upsets you when you knew from the gecko <laughs> the animal <laughs> what it contained. <laughs> So please, do not flame me about it. I also feel like a school teacher teaching a bunch of little kids, and I find that this really wasn't necessary and shouldn't have had to come to this. But it is very hard when your reviewers have forgotten how to conduct themselves like adults. <laughs> I feel like... Here's what I really feel like. I feel like we're, like, both... Like, one of us is the teacher, one of us is the TA... And then this is the little kid, the little shit that tries to, like, get everyone else in the class. This is the overly excited PA. Oh, it is! <laughs> oh, this is the PA that tells the director how to direct. Yeah. When it's like, bitch, go get my coffee. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is that. <laughs> Sorry, PAs. But no, um, this is just going with the school teacher thing. Like, this is just the little shit of a kid who tries to get the rest of the class 
to like do what they want. You know what this reminds me of? What? I I really hope he's not going to listen to this, but that one guy in the Rolf class we had when we first started school who would show us all his rap videos. Oh, that guy! (laughs) When we would... When we would give him any sort of criticism. And the thing is, like, we were giving polite criticism, too. Like, maybe you should try using more angles than just these two camera angles. And maybe... Maybe a tripod next time. Maybe use a tripod. Or maybe how to do XYZ. And I still remember that time where he, like, pulled up this one video and he, like, was like, oh, I wonder how they do that. And I was like, they probably do that in, like, After Effects. Because it looked pretty much like they were doing it in after. Wasn't he the one who showed us the video of the people, like, just on some stairs in, in a house? Was that so. that guy? It might have been him. <laughs> I doubt he would listen to this, so I'm just gonna also <laughs> spill this to you. Like, finishing that story, like, he completely ignored what I said, and then when Rolf came in, uh, Rolf said the same exact thing I did. Yeah. Shout out to Rolf. Shout out to Rolf, who will probably never listen to this. Hopefully, I well, would if somebody knows Rolf who listens to this, he's, you know. Oh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were, I, I believe we were some of his favorite students. I hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, film school. Oh, film school. <laughs> If you honestly think that being malicious is a good thing and that you're not wrong in doing so, well then you're blinded by your own selfish pride. Wrong yar. Wrong yar. (laughs) People with common sense learn how to take responsibility for themselves and are able to admit when they're wrong. Wrong there. Wrong there, yeah. I have found that many of the reviewers that have left me malicious reviews honestly believe that it's appropriate behavior for an adult. What if they weren't an adult? Right. (laughs) What? Yeah, you know, like, anyone can get online. You know? You don't need to be a certain age to have a fanfiction.net account. That's true. You have to be at least over the age of 13 to get a Tumblr account, though. That's true. Even though they took all the porn off of it, which they did take all the porn off. Make any sense if they're gonna put an age restriction on it? Well, kids lie about their age. That's <laughs> true. That's the thing. It's like even if you put a restriction on anything, everyone lies about their age online for the most part. For the most part, sometimes, like just to get onto a website, a kid will say like, "Oh, I'm this age." I mean, that's what I did when I was a kid. Me too. Like, oh, I really want to get on this website. Oh, I'll just lie about the year I was born in. <laughs> exactly. Access granted. When it is really, when it really is that they are too self-absorbed in themselves to admit they're wrong. Wrong there. Wait. Oh yeah, that is the wrong there. <laughs> it took me a moment to find the there. <laughs> Again, that results from selfish pride. One wrong. I think these are the wrong twos. One. That is the wrong two. Wrong two. One too scared. One too scared to admit in front of others that they just might be wrong. Also, how can any of you hold any right to call Jenna conceited when in reality you're contradicting yourself by being conceited as well? Wrong, you're. Wrong, you're. Okay, 
Chandler is conceited. Chandler is conceited as shit. She is just the worst <laughs> character. I hate her. I right hate next to fucking Raichu. Oh, right. Oh, you're just reminding me how much I fucking hate Raichu. Because oh. the thing that sucks is like they. The thing, like their morality is so skewed, where it's like, the fact is like. I'm okay with, like, having a main character whose morality is, like, shit, like, Deadpool. (laughs) His morals, like, I mean, he hates it when kids are abused and thus he killed the abuser when it's, like, the X-Men are, like, don't kill people. Yeah. But Deadpool is still, like, he's doing a service to the community by getting rid of these abusers. Yeah. But you shouldn't kill. And it's, like, everyone knows that's wrong. But Deadpool's, like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Because that's just how it is. That is my example for that. It's fine to have that, though. It's like when you have a character who has, like, shit morality and then everyone is agreeing with their shit morality, like, it's the norm. It's like, the fuck? Yeah. I could also raise uh, Frank Castle to that, too. Yeah. Because he has the entire storyline of Daredevil contradicting him. Exactly. Like, 90% of the of the comics I've read with the Punisher have been like, he's about to fucking fling some guy off a roof and then Daredevil swoops out of nowhere and is like, bitch, you will not. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. kind of what he does in the TV show. Oh, that Daredevil. show, too. <laughs> oh, God. Um, being conceited is, again, selfish pride and being self-absorbed. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah. (laughs) And yes, it is always and will always be fact that most of the reviewers have been conceited and very contradictive. Please do not leave me a review that only contradicts what you're trying to preach. You should, in reality, take your own advice. What? Christians, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I'm on a roll over here. All right. Again, I find it very ridiculous that this had to be as long as it is. Yeah, me fucking too. Oh, God, I wish... You didn't even have to write all of this. No. You didn't have to post this. But it is due to the fact that people not conducting themselves appropriately. Also, if I do receive any more malicious reviews with screaming, spitting nails, or ranting and raving over this story because you do not like it, then are too self-absorbed to admit that acting like that is wrong. Okay. Well, then you have proven my point. All of this is very self-explanatory. Now, please do not read on if you do not plan on leaving me a review appropriately. Okay, when we're done with this, I'm going to give a verbal review right here, right now, on this podcast. Which will take a while, because this is going to take us forever to get to the end of. Yes. But that mark my words, I will leave an appropriate review or oh, review. Oh, she will. I will find appropriate to, like, my personality and what I want to write. There might be a few F-bombs in there. Because <laughs> I will talk about how much I fucking hate this character. And I will, it's like, I know how to be brutally honest with writing. 
You you know me, Saya. Oh yeah, I do. There's been quite a many a time you've been like, no, Saya. No, your this is... ideas are stupid, this and is... you're stupid. <laughs> no, that's not what you said to me. I know that's not what I said, but no, it's like there are times where I've like said like, Saya, this is too lifetimey. You're right. And you, I can get pretty like. You can. I can get cheesy. Which is where I have to throw you back a little bit. And usually I see it once you... Once I pointed out, like, oh god, what was the one thing that was a little bit too lifetimey that I pointed out? It was, like, <sighs> this one scene It was something, like, super lifetimey. It was something I super lifetimey. I didn't even realize it. Because I always, like, say it's lifetimey when, like... I think it happened in the red. I think it happened in the red and probably our unnamed project that shall not be named until it's, um... Which one uh, is that? We can just cut it out. Uh, I'll never forget. Oh, we copyrighted that too. Oh, that's copyrighted now. Yeah. Okay, so, like, it happens too many times in, like, a Lifetime film where you have the main character, and... We just had so many characters and all that forget that I just don't... I don't know if it happened in that one. It's hard to remember, but... Whereas, like, you know, it probably would have happened where we had less characters. You know, maybe this, it didn't even happen in either of these two movies. I'm trying to remember which one it was, because I remember it was like you were drawing away from the main storyline to point out what the villain's doing villainly is. And I'm like, no, don't do that. That's what they do in a Lifetime movie, where they show, like, the mom, like, poking a hole in the condom. This must have been, like, super early on in the writing process for one of them. I know. Gosh, now I want to do, like, a Lifetime parody where, like, (laughs) a mom does, like, we see, like, these two, like, teenagers, they're gonna have sex. And then you see a mom poking holes in the condom for some reason. (laughs) She wants to be a grandmother so bad. Yeah, so bad. And then you, it's like, the only time that works is when you have it, okay, there are ways where this can work, where if you kind of have it established from the start that the mom's kind of scum. Well, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you don't have to show the mom poking holes in the condom right then and there. Show it later. (laughs) Show me it happening later. Okay. (sighs) Prologue time. Prologue time. Oh, yeah, that's right. This still isn't the story. This still isn't the story. (laughs) Dreams come in many forms. Hold on, wait. Um, Get yourself ready for this. Dreams come in many forms. Some good, some bad, some very realistic, and even ones that feel very real. A dream may come to us from happy events or even stem from bad events in our lives. Some come to us as a pleasure dream, and some come as nightmares. Some become vague memories after time, while some stay very rich in our minds. This is a story about a dream that I had, a dream that became more than dreams, a dream that would end one night and resumes the next. Wait, is this a dream? I don't know. Maybe she needs to say it five more times. A dream that would end one night then resumes the next. It became like a second life. Ever since I became a Zelda fan, I grew an interest in Link. I thought of him as the perfect man. One that you could not find of this world, because he's a fictional character. (laughs) I thought of him as a man that should have been. The more that he attracted my attention, the more I became more attracted to him. 
I felt like there was a connection between him and me, him and I. Then he became a part of me, and after that I fell deeply in love with him, a fictional character. <laughs> the thing is, um, uh, I don't know, the closest thing to Link in this world is Wes from Smosh, because he does an awesome, like, Legend of Zelda cosplay. Yeah. That is the closest. So she's in love with him. Wes is actually pretty cute. He is. He is so it's cute. Let's never lie, he's so cute. I know this may sound queer to you, but love is a mysterious thing and should not be taken lightly. Love is a very strong emotion, an emotion that should always be treasured. Wait, are we talking about emotions? What? <laughs> love comes from the heart, but when it takes hold, it's got you. I quite don't understand it myself. Okay, that... Then how do you know that you love Link if you don't understand what that love is? That is so true. How do you not know what love is? <laughs> I want to know what love is. <laughs> and I want you to show me. <laughs> but I do know that when I first laid my eyes upon Link, I fell in love with him. How can you fall in love with him if you don't know what love is? <laughs> smacks her in the face just like a shovel. It's like with Anastasia Steele, not <laughs> like she's never seen a dick before and <laughs> she thinks Christian Grey has the biggest dick. Watch, it's like, what? F four inches flaccid? <laughs> Christian Grey has like less than medium dick energy. He has such small dick energy because <laughs> the only way that it's he's... It's not like too small, but it's not like medium. <laughs> it's like enough where like the only way that he can show any prow prowess is like, I can't say words today, the only way that he can show like any sort of like domination or just any sort of like power is with his money and flashing that he has money, he has the ability to hire bodyguards and all that stuff. Yeah. That is the only way and it's like he, in, I know like in the first book he subdues someone with an icy stare. That barely happens in real life. Like, you can get creeped out by someone looking at you, but it's like you're not gonna stop fighting. Like, if you're someone who's looking for a fight, you're not gonna stop because someone gives you an icy stare. No, you're not. <laughs> you're gonna stop if someone gives you an icy stare and then pulls out, like, a knife. Yeah. That's the only time you stop. Well, you see, the only reason he got, he stopped this other person with an icy stare is because that happened in Twilight. That's like, true. When those guys are following Bella and Edward just like growls at them with his eyeballs and <laughs> That's the thing is though, like Edward was a vampire. Well yeah, but how would they be like be scared of that? He didn't have any fangs. I guess the big thing I wanna point out is like in any medium that I've seen with like vampires, like any like stuff that I've read, usually like yeah, there's like something very an otherworldly Okay, hold on. There's like a very otherworldly pull around them that people can just like kind of sense. But that's not really shown in the movie. It is not. I don't think. It is not. It is not. My heart just told me it was right. Told me he was the one. The one I was search I had been searching for. Okay, just because your heart tells you that it's right doesn't mean you should do it. Some people's hearts tell them to, um, like, rate their dick against a tree's grater, and that's not necessarily right. 
It's not, and not something I ever want to see. <laughs> God. <laughs> Ever since then, I have felt that it was destiny that brought me to him. Even in my mind, it feels the same. I don't consider myself any different from anyone else. Bitch. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. Just bitch. <laughs> um, Stephanie Meyer, is that you? Stephanie Meyer, is that you? Though I have love for someone that is not really there, he will always remain very real to me inside my heart and in my mind. Even to this day, I still love him. He has kept me very happy. He has made me happy when I was sad. Same sentence. Yep. He has made me feel stronger about myself. He has even taken care of me in ways that no one else can. Gross. Even though I have feelings for him, I'm not any different from the rest of <laughs> Why are you trying to say that you're, like, what, do you think you're different from the rest of us? I, th or? I think she thinks she's special. Um, honey, you're not special because you can lose, you can quote unquote lucid dream. We don't even know if this is an actual lucid dream. The thing is, like, the theory, one theory that I've heard is, like, she's just saying it's a lucid dream. Yeah. So people can be like, so she can just be like, don't, like, criticize that it's a dream. I'm just, I'm just, like, transcribing it as it is. And yeah, it's like, she's like, totally doesn't want to be judged for wanting to fuck, like. Like, hardcore. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it kind of unnerves me when people write lemons about characters that, like, aren't very sexual in any way. <laughs> right? Especially with, um, how in, like, Ocarina of Time, Link starts out as just a kid. So she's a pedophile, too. Well, the thing is, like, he starts out as a kid at the beginning of the journey, and then when he gets the Master Sword, the sages... Like, suspend him in time, and then he becomes basically Teen Dream Link. And Teen Dream Link is a teen dream, let's just point that out there. He is. He is dreamy. There is no doubt about his dreaminess. I guess I will have to see a picture because I do not find Link dreamy in any Oh, I'll, I'll show you. Hold on, wait. Do we want to pause the story for a second? Yeah, well, let me finish this paragraph. Okay, while you do that, I'll do this. Okay. Huh, she's not any different from the rest of us. I will always hold him close to me in my heart. He is still on my mind, and I still have dreams. The connection stills remains strong. The fuck? I don't know. Fucking truck. Now I gotta read that again. Yes, you do. <laughs> I will always hold him close to me in my heart. He is still on my mind and I still have dreams. The connection stills remain strong and the dreams very real. Uh, I'm so glad you get to read this last one. Oh god. Pull that up real quick. <laughs> Hold on, I was in the midst of looking for something. <laughs> You're looking for Teen Dream Link. I am. Because I don't know what he looks like. I'll show you. <laughs> I lived an entire life with Link and Hyrule, all stemming from a series of dreams. Dreams that I want to have, dreams that I make happen. From the first day I met him, 
to the birth of our first child, to even the days when Link and I prepared our family in the event that Ganon should return. This book is based on my inner life. Oh, she said it! She said it! Take a shot! Ah. <laughs> a second life lived in a faraway land, in another timeline, in another dimension. A tale of love, passion, despair, and hope. And despair. And insanity. And more despair. And a lot more despair. <laughs> and tiger sex. <laughs> and piss drinking. Oh, God. I enjoyed my inner life. Whoa, she said it again. <laughs> I looked forward to going to sleep to it every night. I look forward to the one, to ones that will come because I, because love will never die. <laughs> I'm Maya. And I'm Saya. And we'll be your guides through fan fiction hell. Welcome, Welcome to Ficta Inferno. There we go. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Hey guys, it's Maya here. Just making this to let you know that this week it's going to run a little bit different. Due to the outbreak of COVID-19, Saya and I haven't really gotten together in order to create the intro. Either A, we've both been busy or we're both participating in the social distancing at the time. So, yeah, as I said, everything's going to sound a little bit differently. But hey, it's going to be funny nonetheless. Either ways, let's get on with the story.